Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, June 30th. 29th. 29th. Doing the math in our heads right now. I'm not even going to do the math. I'm just going to believe you. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? No, I'm not really Okay. Sure. <laughs> I hope. I hope. It'll be June 29th one day. Yeah. And listen to it then. <laughs> My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yeah, I'm here. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope you guys are doing good. Yeah. Uh, what you been up to? Nothing much. Um, trying to fight the heat, as usual. Yeah. Boring weekend for me, honestly. Well, how about you? Yeah, I'm also trying to stay cool. Do You, th- you mentioned this earlier. Do you think um, blocking the sun right. with a curtain is better than just leaving the curtain open and letting the air flow in. I'm not entirely sure because we did get blackout curtains. Yeah. And on I think we read in did like thermal protection too on top yeah. of that. Um, I think it actually does work because it was a just an hour ago. It was like super hot. Like I was taking a nap and I woke up because it was too hot. Did you notice that? But you're preventing the air from also coming in. The cool, if there is cool air, it's still hot air. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I also think maybe sometimes depending, it might be good just to keep the window closed because the ha- the air outside is too hot. I was about to say the hair outside. <laughs> the air outside is too hot. You I, don't want that in. I think what you need is airflow. So like. If you're going to open your like big sliding door, yeah. I also think you should open maybe your front door and the, let the air pass through your whole house. Possibly. Yeah. I think people do that. Yeah. We don't really do that because it's our, our door, the way it's set up is directly across from our neighbor and it, it's weird if they just open it like, what? Their door is open. It's super weird. Yeah, also, there's like flies and stuff. There's that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I've seen mosquitoes right outside our door. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we always talk about this. We either talk about the hot weather or the plants that we just got. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got plants and now there's bees in my bathroom. From the plants? I don't know. They're just popping up out of nowhere. Bees? Yeah. I have spiders in my bathroom. Well, that, that's just normal, right? Because I, I leave the window in my bathroom just open all the time there's that yeah yeah for anyone to just come right in and any old uh arachnid yeah no thank you i'm terrified of spiders still so in my car i have the windows tinted and i had this debate also whether or not like is it better to roll up your windows all the way because they're tinted or still crack them a little bit to let air in and out like does the tint by itself prevent the heat from coming in better than letting the air in. So it's like the same thing as the current idea. I get what you're saying, but do you have AC in your car? Why don't do you have- No, but like as soon as I get in my car, oh, right. it is boiling. So it takes a minute for the AC. I'm talking about when I park my car. The first minute. Um, for the first minute getting in the car, I actually put my windows all the way open to just to, and I drive fast right away. So oh, I can I drive fast. Right away <laughs> to get this hot air out of the car. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> I'm just boiling in there right away, so I have to keep like let the airflow out right away. So your windows are tinted or no? No. Okay. Well, yeah, that was my question. Like, if I park it all day in the sun, should I roll the windows all the way up or leave a little gap, which will leave my car cooler? Uh, right. Oh, you're talking about when it's you're not in there. I yeah, see what yeah. you're saying. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so confused. Uh, dude. Okay. Tint your windows already. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not living in a high life yet. <laughs> You know what my car can do, which uh, most modern cars can do now. Transform to a robot? Is uh, I can remote start it. Not the engine, but just the climate control. Right. So that way, I do this every morning. I turn it on from my bedroom because I can see my car from my room. And then I pack up all my stuff and then I walk down to my car. By the time I get there, the car has already been on and the AC has been blowing. See, that's 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 an extra thing that I would like. uh, That's explaining exactly the problem that I just had. Yep. It's it's too hot. Got to tint your windows. 
just <laughs> have a car that just turns on on its own. Uh-huh. It's sentient. Yep. It drives to you when you call it. It does have a little bit of Night Rider. Night Rider is such a weird name because the guy's name is Knight. It is it's like a, something Knight. Like Knight is his last name. That was David Hasselhoff. No, yeah, played by David Hasselhoff. The guy's name is like his last name is Knight. So he is Knight, but he is riding Kit. The car's name is Kit. So why is it Knight Rider? The car is not riding him. No. Yeah. Why is it called Kit even? I don't is know. Is it just Knight with like letters out? I don't know. <laughs> they leave some letters out. Skip a few letters. Yeah. I don't know. Did you know the voice of Kit? What? No. Is Mr. Feeney. Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Feeney. Feeney. <laughs> Was uh, that character on the show, the the brother? The thing about Eric. Eric Matthews. Eric Matthews. <laughs> the thing about Eric Matthews is in the early, early seasons, like one and two, he was just the older brother that- He was kind of cooler. That Corey looked up to, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, his his intelligence has slowly deteriorated to the point where like, by the end of the series, he's an idiot <laughs> moron that is the joke of, like the butt of all jokes and he's stuff. He's just a dunce. Yeah. In the early seasons, he was just like a regular guy that was cool. What was that? Like Sean Hunter stayed cool. Like he, yeah. was still, like he had different things going on. He's out of the trailer. Park, but he's still the cool guy. He's yeah. cool between the two of them. They, um, Joey tribiated him. What he was dumb. Well, Joey was dumb from the beginning. Uh, not really. Like, really? A little bit, but like he was still like the cool one, right? Of the group. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. He but was, then yeah. later they like, okay, now a lot of your personality is the jokes are going to be because you're dumb. Okay. They didn't, because he was a ladies' man. Yeah. And that was just not played well after a while, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We have to write our own sitcom and fix all the issues we see. Because how many hours of sitcoms do you think we've watched oh, between I've the two watched, of us? Like between the two of us, including rewatches. Yeah. Oh, In, half, infinite half amount. Half my life. You're right. Exactly. You were raised by television. Uh huh. Yeah. What's I, the best sitcom? Um, I probably Full House. What really? It's just like as far as like broad or just like the best personal favorite. Uh, I guess like a little bit of both, but like. Full House, I don't want to even count it as either. Really? Yeah, because sitcom, I'm also including like, you know, like uh, Seinfeld and Friends and The Office. I don't situational know. Situational comedies. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Because it, it, it's it's not just the funniest. It's just like the most entertaining was. And at but, the I mean, time like, I watched that, like it, that was- Half of sitcom is calm, which is comedy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's probably The Office then, personally, personal favorite. Mm, I mean, I you're going to say that, right? I mean, personal favorite probably, but is it more- groundbreaking than you know like Seinfeld or Friends okay Seinfeld um <laughs> yeah I guess Friends is pretty dang I, that's probably the most broad maybe what about How I Met Your Mother it's not in the conversation it's a good show Ooh, okay but it it's definitely lasted longer than it needed to I mean The Office did that too but it got that got repetitive the one that I never got into but seems like there's a lot of diehard fans and it did go a long time Scrubs Scrubs yeah oh really you were gonna say that yeah I was gonna say Scrubs I never got into it but it has a huge following, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I've, uh, I've seen, I think I've seen a lot of it, but uh-huh. it was just like kind of an afternoon, like oh, it's after school, it's, I have to watch something. I had to make, make use of my time. Yeah, and which that- one is Scrubs? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it, it, I, I don't see like, it's not the top show. I think it's just, it was when everyone was off school and they're watching it. It's weird because that's a time in my life where I maybe wasn't watching a lot of sitcom television. 
that and like my name is Earl and like raising something the baby Arizona yeah I never watched that uh, what so is it like Everybody Loves Raymond yeah shows like that I never got me Did I was you? at the age where I'm like uh, video games probably or the movies maybe yeah those seem like like middle of America shows right like it's just yeah people watch it and in middle of America they're not looking for raunchy or super is like, that what you're raised on those what? kind of sitcoms no they were filler sitcoms okay because yeah. I was raised on like like you said Full House yeah that's what I'm saying step because, by step because those are what I watched earliest so that's probably what I have the most revered for because okay. they were just on you know syndicated up to oblivion there's two sitcoms that I do want to mention but I don't know if I'm not allowed to anymore Oh, maybe. <laughs> but if I'm just talking about the sitcom, they're both very, very good, like extremely good. And um, if I could separate the personal life of the main person and the work that they did on the show, like they might be the best sitcoms of all time. Like it's, okay. it's not fair to, I'm talking about The Cosby Show and Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair to cancel and bring down the whole show because they're not the only ones that worked on it. Hundreds of people worked on that show to make it good. Right, right. I mean, literally, Roseanne continued on without her. Yeah. Right. And the Cosby show, he's playing Cliff Huxable. It's not even the same name. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different people. Yeah. So, Cliff Huxable never... <laughs> You know, I still, don't, I still don't know if I can watch <laughs> that show. Like, I can't watch it today, and I don't think I can enjoy myself. I still can. Uh. <laughs> I love that show. It's such a great show. I know. He it, didn't do anything. It was. <laughs> Back then, before. I think he was like a... What do you call the doctors that do like when the mom goes into labor? Is that a, yeah. what do you call that doctor? I, is, I don't know if there's a word for it, like birth uh, doctor. I, I don't know what they are. Yeah, but he could be any doctor. He picked that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he picked like the doctor that d- deals with women's privates all the time. True. Yes. You so explain like, it. <laughs> come on. You could, you could just been like a general doctor, but like you had to pick a specific kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could watch that whole show again. No, no, thank you. I know it's 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 pretty good. It's it's funny and like yeah. Also, I heard his stand up was Rudy. good. Rudy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great show. <laughs> I heard his stand up was good too, right? Like it's. I like, like the stand up. His stand up was clean, but also good. That's uh, that's tougher to support because it, it on is just stage, him. it's Bill Cosby. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is not playing a character. Yeah. Oh my god. And then Roseanne is also a fantastic show. Okay. What about Fat Albert? It's a cartoon. I didn't like Fat Albert. <laughs> that show's racist. Easy to easy to hate. It's not good. <laughs> he, he quoted Fat Albert when he got out of jail. Yeah. Is is Keenan Thompson uh, canceled now by proxy? <laughs> by proxy. Uh, he's just canceled for his own Keenan sitcom. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is not good. Never watched it. Honestly, he's funny, though. I think uh, Bill Cosby actually got um, convicted again. Really? Yeah, so... Uh, Wow. I I don't know what happened, if he's going to get locked up again, but... um yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I think so. I don't know if his show deserves a revisit either. <laughs> I just saying, like, I don't think it's fair to strip yeah. the show off of streaming because of of one person's bad doing. Right, right. Like every act, like every actor on a show did something. Yeah. to provide for the show. I mean, you're not ripping on Thirty Rock, and that dude killed a person. What? <laughs> Alec Baldwin shot somebody. Oh my god, so, so dumb. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I don't know how we got here after talking about heat. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Heat? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, yeah, I, I like television. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. You want to explain how the show yeah. really goes on? <laughs> what we really do here is we first we talk about the comic book news in the first part, and then in the middle we we'll talk about a comic book, and we'll return to that format this week. We're going to be talking about Planetary. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, we've been watching, reading, anything like that. Um, Different World, do you remember different? It was like a spinoff of the yeah. show. Is that show canceled? Uh, no, that can't be canceled. But it was uh, that was, in a way, very like groundbreaking too. Oh, really? Yeah. How like how? It was like a mainly black cast. But like that era, like that age of characters? Yeah, but like more true to the black American experience. Oh, yeah? Because like the Cosby show, like he's a doctor and the mom was like a lawyer. Like It was like a pristine yeah. kind of... Okay. So I'm not saying that wasn't true to life, but like it's not the average. Right, yeah. yeah. It dealt with more issues, you think? I think so. Okay, okay. It also had a great series finale, Different World. I, what is it? There Was there a wedding? There was a wedding. Shows okay. always end with weddings. Yeah. You should look it up. Look okay. it up online. I'll have right. to watch the whole series. Okay, let's get to the news. Okay, the MCU. Yeah, I've heard of it. Marvel and Disney have been putting out something new so much that they're like overlapping with each other. Yeah, I mean, they were already putting out like what two or three movies a year yeah. before the pandemic. And then they obviously paused yeah. and then that's like crunched up. Everything is back to back right. to back. I think last year there was four MCU movies and was it four or five shows? I think it was five shows last year. Really? Yeah. Because if you count from WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, um, Loki, What If, Hawkeye. It's a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows. This year we got, you know, Doctor Strange. It's already on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we had Moon Knight. Miss Marvel's great. But we're still going to get- She-Hulk. She-Hulk and um, Thor's coming out soon. And uh, Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2 is coming out this year? Yeah, November. Oh, man. Yeah, so much is coming. Does this past two years, does it feel like old MCU? Does it feel connected as much as it used to be? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I, well, actually, it, it took a second for the MCU to get connected, right? I guess not till Avengers 1 did it feel very connected. Right, a whole team working together. Yeah, but this we is, haven't had that yet. This is, it's not like uh, after Endgame it restarted, though. Like, this is continuing. So shouldn't it feel more connected? It just feels like everyone, uh, you know, broke apart for a bit because there's not a big Thanos to fight right now. So yeah. there's no major team hanging out with each other unless it's behind the scenes. And I think that is happening. Who would you say is the face of the MC right now? Because right. there's no more Tony Stark. There's no more Captain America. Thor, I guess, is the biggest guy around, but I don't see him as, you know, being around much longer. Okay. Yeah. So, because he's just had been in so many of them. So many. The most, I think. The actor with the most screen face on screen. <laughs> I don't know what do you what do you call that occurrences. Yeah, I guess uh, on on separate separate films properties. I think um, uh, someone did a count of him and uh, Hugh Jackman. Like who? I think won? Thor has more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Avengers movies. Three his movies. Oh, four four, four of his movies. So yeah. eight. So eight? Is it only eight? Um, He's not in Civil War, right? No. Right, because he's doing his own thing. Yeah, I guess it's eight. Yeah. Feels like way more. <laughs> so uh, he's not... He's the big galoot. I don't know if he's the leading man, you know? Yeah. So is Captain Marvel going to take that mantle? Is 
We've seen her barely once. Like in Endgame, she was in the beginning of the end, and then her movie was leave a little bit more to be desired. So I wouldn't say she's the face of the MCU right now. It seems like by math of the comics, she would be, but I don't know if she has the heart of the people yet. Yeah. She has the heart of one person, Kamala Khan. (laughs) (laughs) She hasn't seen the movie. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely the past two years, the MCU has felt scattered. Disparate. They're like um, starting up new stuff. Yeah, a lot of new things. A lot of right. new characters that have yet to be introduced to the older characters. Right. So, is it the same universe? Even maybe it's. Yeah, I know, right? Maybe they're just multiverse. So many things going on. They're just doing their own thing, making their own shows. Feels like they're setting up so many like foundations and setups for things that have yet to really take off. True. Yeah. But do you think they'll they'll really take off? Like all these things are going to happen. What we speculate is happening. Um, I think some of them are are gonna come true, but not the biggest, like like not the questionable ones. That okay. I think it, it's gonna be a mix. Some of us are right, some of us are wrong with our predictions. Because we know that Kevin Feige now is teasing the next phase. Yeah, I feel like he's the only one that knows where this is going. He's keeping it close to his chest, I think. He did an interview with Total Film, and he said that though phase four may seem disjointed, that very soon, probably this summer, we will get a better idea of where the MCU is headed. Yeah, he's saying there's like little Easter eggs. It's right in front of your face. Yeah. But it's like you're the one that organized this. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you know because you chose it. Right. <laughs> I put it in this here. You guys can figure it out, right? So, I, yeah, what, what do you think he's talking about? Um, so, there's a lot of different things. We already know, like, Secret Wars is a big thing. And if you know from the comics, that pulls a lot of properties together. It's an event comic. It yeah. could be that, right? Meaning... We're dealing with multiverse stuff. So that's the next end game or next Infinity War. Incursions, right? Yeah. I found the word it was incursions. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that could be the big crux of it all because I remember, I think start of phase four, he just, they just give like a long list of stuff uh, and it seemed like that was like the the end of like the, the whole list, like towards the end at least yeah. of what we've uh, expected to come out so far. But that's his TV show too, right? Yeah, but how does like the newer characters fit in? I'm talking about like the Moon Knights and the She-Hulks and we know a Daredevil um, continuation reboot is happening. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, are they fighting for Earth 616's side and just fighting other dimensions? I still like that. That they're the 616? Yeah, because originally the MCU was Earth 19999. Okay, right. And it's just, it's different from the 616, which yeah. is the mainline comic, comic book, book one. Universe. I feel like they should separate it. It's funner, to be honest. Yeah, but now they have said in Multiverse of Madness that the movies we have been watching is Earth 616. John Krasinski said that. Did he say that? Yeah. And it wasn't uh, what's her face the 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 girlfriend. No, I think I think okay. Dr. Mr. Fantastic said that. Okay, so I yeah I don't like that either. <laughs> So if it's going to Secret Wars, what about all the other stuff that they're they're picking up? Like, it feels like they're really building up a Young Avengers thing, Thunderbolts, you know, all this all is the other stuff. Other thing I was considering was is Secret Wars just going to be these teams fighting each other within the same universe, and they're just using that name, right? Like Young Avengers is all these young characters popping up in different properties. Yeah, um, Kate Bishop, Miss Marvel, obviously, like Patriot was had a little cameo. Uh-huh. Um, if that is him, yeah. Fantastic. I don't think he's going to have powers. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four. I mean, that's coming already. 
and yeah. that could be a big player, obviously. Eternals. So there's there's if you're talking about the comics, there's two secret wars. True. There and one only one of them is really like interdimensional. The other one is just like, hey, let's put all these characters together. It has nothing to do with like this universe versus another universe. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. true. It was yeah. just about the Hulk picking up <laughs> like lifting the planet to save the heroes. <laughs> you know that cover? I never read it, but I know you're talking about yeah. it. Yeah. So I would think the movie might be uh a little bit of both. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where it's like interdimensional things, but maybe not all of the, yeah, the whole just, dimension is fighting each other. Maybe it, they just get roped in. It's not gonna be like totally Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars. Yeah. It's not gonna be totally like Doctor Doom God level. But a, there will be a situation, a reason for all the heroes of the MCU to be together. Half the is it fighting? Or are they working together? I don't, I know. don't know. There's uh, other teams we didn't mention yet. Thunderbolts is that exactly? Yeah, th- th- that's a lot of like. There's clues of that obviously with Val showing up everywhere. If that's her, if she's connected to that, is the damage control connected to that uh-huh. for some reason? Um, then there's also maybe the supernatural side of things, right? Like um, Blade, he's coming up, right, so he's yeah. got the Ebony Blade with Black Knight. What other? supernatural members can show up there you know they're doing a werewolf by night like one episode thing like a special yeah is that live action i think it's animated okay yeah but is it connected universe is a part of it possibly (sighs) like who knows what if was supposedly supposed to be right yeah and then we're doing like cosmic stuff still with captain marvel and the marvels and guardians 3 with adam warlock um if we're doing fantastic four they're cosmic level too so like silver surfer galactus the celestials there's a celestial in the ocean (laughs) yeah he says things are gonna start making sense i don't think so yet (laughs) there's like also the um Avengers that are some older ones like Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel. Yeah. They're talking to each other at least when Shang-Chi came up with like yeah, the with Wong. With the yeah, the the Ten Rings. So like what are the classic characters doing together? Right. Mm-hmm. Curious about that. I don't know. Yeah. He says later this summer we'll kind of get a better idea. So my guess is after Thor. Yeah. Like Thor is gonna deal a lot with gods, and we've seen some of that already introduced in Moon Knight. What do the gods have to do with figuring this out like i don't i don't know how how he's gonna reveal what the path of the like phase five is gonna be or whatever like it doesn't seem clear to me do do phases typically have like an end point we're all looking towards um i think he used to say a phase would end with an avengers movie oh really yeah Mm -hmm. or the movie after avengers like there's kind of like an epilogue movie right where um like like spider-man far from home was kind of like the end of that phase yeah right yeah um but there's no Avengers movie for this phase. That's what I'm saying, Secret Wars, just because it's like a big collection of characters, right? So there's no real phases to this, like, anymore. Like, phase four is just going to go on forever. Well, he's, he's <laughs> calling it phase four, and I think you were yeah. closing out. That's why I think it's... So when do you think phase four is going to end? What With what movie? I think Secret Wars is what I'm saying. Uh, Secret Wars? So, like, when are we going to get that? Phase four is going to be, like, five years long? Is that how far away it is? Maybe that's the end of season, uh, phase five, man. Yeah. What's, what's the end of phase four then? Uh, Maybe like the Marvels, possibly. Yeah, if that's if that can live up to the occasion, be that big and grand. Yeah, I don't even know what the premise of that movie really is. Yeah. Just that the three Captain Marvel type characters will be together, connected together for some reason. Yeah, if uh, something cosmic is big enough for to branch out into the other properties, I have no idea. I, do you think his mention of clues are possibly like just the weapons that are popping up, the ten rings? Yeah, we were talking about that before. Yeah, the uh, bangles that Kamala Khan has, Ebony Blade. Yeah. So maybe it's just this, like the weapons that are showing up everywhere. Maybe they're 
gonna be. I think they, they are important. Maybe that can be like signals of like a faction or some some type. Like people are connected to this weapon, so they're fighting for it. Yeah, they did say the ten rings at the end of Shang Chi were like sending out a signal. Yeah. To who? To the other weapons, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the the again, uh, freaking Gore's sword is another weapon that could possibly be connected. Yeah, that could be something. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, and even Mjolnir, like it's back together, right? True. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of breaks apart on its own. Uh, Kevin, tell me what's going on here. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It is leading to Secret Wars, but how does it get there? And like, what what is the real plot of Secret Wars? Because I don't think they're gonna do it exactly like the comic books. Yeah, so both like, ones fit perfect. Is it like what you said, the insurgents? Incursion. Incursion. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, what's her name? Clea got right. Doctor Strange because of that. But do you think like, this is what's going to happen? Clea pulls Doctor Strange and he's like, I don't really know how to stop this. You know who does? Uh, Jim Halpert. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that's how we see MCU's Mr. Fantastic. One of the Jim Halperts out yeah. there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one that I, I talked to earlier because he's busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but someone out there can figure this out. Uh, with that phase, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, c- I could believe that. Maybe they have to go universe hopping, looking for specific um, Reed Richards to figure this out. Okay, let's say it does end with Secret Wars. Are mutants and X Men introduced before or after? Oh, after Secret Wars. Um, I think I think after because it after. seems like yeah. Just to save stuff for, for later down the road, right? Yeah, I think it is after. They don't really talk about X-Men stuff at all yet. No, no. Um, even though Professor X appeared, they almost didn't say like mutants or, or X-Men or anything. They just said Charles Xavier. Yeah, maybe just that timeline worked different where the mutants popped up earlier. Yeah. Right. We're going to see Inhumans at all? I think maybe we are. Like, it's just, we're not calling them that. Like, possibly j- the Jinn are connected to Inhumans or whatever. I think they called Black Bolt king of the inhumans though oh they did i think so i could be wrong i believe so what else is he then right yeah what mouth (laughs) (laughs) don't worry wanda black ball cannot hurt you (laughs) Uh, yeah well kevin feige knows what's going on i don't know what's going on (laughs) he's being really cheeky about this uh possibly um maybe Another Comic-Con, I think, is coming up, and he's going to reveal a lot of stuff there. Oh, yeah. That is in the summer. So, yeah. fingers crossed we get more information around that time. Yeah. Are we getting another Avengers, possibly? Or are we totally done with that? I don't know. Like, let's say they do another Avengers movie. I know we're just speculating here. Harping on this? Yeah. yeah. Let's say they do another Avengers movie. Who's on that roster with the characters we know they have now like who's still gonna be considered an avenger yeah are they gonna rope in the people that were like super powerful before like doctor strange and captain marvel just because they're doctor strange is like i'm not an avenger he just doesn't care yeah because like my guess is like falcon definitely is he never signed up yeah he kind of just was like hanging out with stark and then disappeared yeah i don't think he, he was never knighted like spider-man was knighted exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't uh, submit his application ever <laughs> So, like, my guess is, like, Ant-Man would be there. Yeah, he's always happy to be on a team. (laughs) Captain America, um, Sam Wilson would be there. Yeah. Um, Do you think Bruce Banner Hulk is still in that? No, I think he's lying back. You know, he kind of sacrificed his arm for a bit, so maybe he's just chilling. What about um, Rhodey, War Machine? Uh, I don't know. Is he an Avenger? I guess he is. He's an Avenger, yeah. He's a side Avenger. So, so mean, who are the new guys coming? I mean, in? like, other than that, I don't know who you would say is an Avenger. Currently? I don't know. Would Thor, you ju- I guess, but it, he's not even on Earth. He might be uh, disappearing again, right? 
after yeah. this. So who knows? So uh, who who are you going to have them recruit? Well, the possible new Black Panther, however that's going to shake out, okay. right? Um, again, I think Captain Marvel is going to be on the team. Um, does Moon Knight play ball? <laughs> Daredevil? I, I don't know, yeah. Daredevil makes sense. Daredevil, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really don't know. I don't I, I don't know if we can call Spider-Man an Avenger because just people don't know about Peter Parker, right? right so it's exactly. kind of just like, can you trust whoever's behind that mask? Mm-hmm. They're not going to get any of the, the kids, I don't think, because like- that's just weird yeah. Kamala they wouldn't and like I don't think Clint Barton would be like go get um, Kate Bishop because he doesn't want to put her in danger right I mean they've already been like on a team with a, with a teenager Spider-Man yeah not by choice <laughs> <laughs> That was Tony Stark's call. True, true. Yeah, so I don't even know. Maybe they don't have an Avengers movie ever. Oh man, it, it's just, just kind of. I, I would want one still. Maybe that's a. Maybe that's like a big Phase Six thing. Like all the way oh down the gosh, road, yeah. we're gonna have Avengers again. Yeah, my I mean, what I do think is Chris Evans will eventually come back yeah. to do one more Captain America run. That's what I'm saying. A different dimensional thing. I want to be Johnny Storm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. And he's actually a hero now. He's been Johnny Storm for like a decade longer than he's been Captain America. <laughs> okay. Uh, I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, we'll probably find out in, in uh, if there's like a big Comic-Con this year. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it at all. No. This is our final word. We're not going to talk about <laughs> MCU anymore. <laughs> No, because they're not the popular comic books. I want to talk about a hero that's even older than the Avengers. Right, right. Famous, right? Obviously, Famous. everyone knows what this if is. If I say, like, this hero's name is Green, which hero do you think I'm talking about? Lantern. No, not that one. Oh, Arrow. No, no, not that one. <laughs> the other Green Lantern. <laughs> Did you ever watch Green Hornet? No. Uh, the movie, yeah. The Green no, Bear no. movie. No. <laughs> Let's talk about the TV show starring Bruce Lee. No, I know of it, but I never watched. Never watched an episode. Did you? Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. Oh, really? It was uh, one of those shows it was playing like, on? It's like if you're watching Adam West Batman, you're probably watching Green Hornet also. I've never watched an episode of Adam West Batman either. I didn't know that was rerunning when you were yeah, a kid. it totally was. Really? Was it yeah. fun? Like, was uh, it cool? I mean, as a kid, even as a kid, I was like, this is stupid, but I'm still it's Batman. I'm gonna watch it. It's on TV, so yeah. I'm gonna watch it. It was one of those. But you did see the movie, the new with Seth Rogen. Yeah, like I thought, I, I get it. It's an old property where yeah, having this kind of um, f up character trying to revamp it, make it modernize it, whatever. With Seth Rogen, did you think that was a good movie? No, not really. Do you think they should make another one? Um, yeah, sure. I, I'm not hating the idea of it just because uh, it has potential. Okay, well, they are making another one. Are you excited? <laughs> I wish it was just a continuation of Seth Rogen's <laughs> Order. All right. But it's not. It's another reboot from Universal. Uh, this one's going to be titled Green Hornet and Kato. So that's the difference. Um, they're doing uh, inclusivity now. Yeah, they're including a character. In the, na- in in the, the title. <laughs> I mean, he was always there. Yeah. It's just the whole argument was like, Kato's doing everything. Yeah, he what, pretty much was. He's Bruce Lee. <laughs> Green Hornet was the money. <laughs> But they've uh, hired director, I think his name is Lee Wanell. Okay. Um, this is coming from Deadline that he's tapped to direct a new superhero thing for Universal, Green Hornet. And I thought to myself, Universal already has superheroes. It's Dominic Toretto and his family. <laughs> they obviously have superpowers. I think Green Hornet does not have superpowers. I know, right? But the, the f- has Green Hornet been to space? <laughs> <laughs> the family does. <laughs> 
do you want to see a, a, another take on Green Hornet? I do want to see another take on Green Hornet because these like pulp, like old school comic books. Yeah. It's a comic book, right? Um, it was a radio show. Oh. And then turned into a TV show, which then turned into like one of those like Sunday comic strips. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. That the era of stuff, whatever a medium it is, like pulpy yeah. stuff, it's kind of fun to me. Sure. And I wonder if we can either bring that to modern times, mm-hmm. not the sensibility of Seth Rogen, uh-huh. but... Uh, or just do like a period thing where it's back in time and when Green Hornet was a thing and it's kind of a retro in a way and yeah, still that'd be slick cool. and cool. Mm-hmm. Is he a, like a detective no. kind of? Well, no. He's not as good as Batman. Right. Essentially, he's like... Um, because you know how Bruce Wayne is like a playboy billionaire guy? Yeah. But that's an act? <laughs> yeah. For Green Hornet, it wasn't an act. He's definitely that. It but- was like that. And then he kind of realized, I should be spending my money for good. So then he dons this idea to become a Green Hornet, hires his limo driver guy to be his sidekick, who's actually knows how to fight. Yeah. Because he doesn't. He has a gun. That's the big thing. Yeah. But, but what what it, was he like smooth talking? Like, how does he defeat the villain? He has a gun. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People had less less guns around the street back then. He has a gun and a human shield. <laughs> <laughs> Named Kato. Named Bruce Lee. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. I do want to see, like, what you said. What if it takes place in, like, old school time right I think that'd be pretty cool because there's other characters that if obviously everyone wants to do a cinematic shared universe there's other characters that fit that era uh, I'm talking about like the Phantom and the Shadow right exactly you could easily connect that to Green Hornet I think they have like in the comics like I think yeah. they called it Masks I think yeah so do that do that yeah I make the connected universe that'd be pretty interesting if Universal can get rights to those because apparently I looked up the rights to Green Hornet because I had this big question in my head also who is this <laughs> who the heck is this guy <laughs> it's actually just it's like a singularly like owned thing like it's it's like family owned it's owned by the green hornet incorporation <laughs> so it's like that right which is not like a big company that owns a lot of things it's like a company owns one thing and they license it out to it sound like a sports team <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah that's a basketball team right <laughs> Because, you know, his um, the Green Hornet drives this, like, this fancy car and he calls it the Black Beauty. <laughs> so that also sounds like a sports team. Kind of. Uh, and so Kato, he... He's just going to, like, how are they going to play in that again where, like, Kato does everything and just is he's the muscle that solves the day? I don't know. They got to put a new little twist Twist. to it. So it's not a rehash. Um, But I do, I don't know. I like the idea that he is almost like an equal. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Have you seen the, he's not in it, but the movie about Bruce Lee's life, The Dragon, I think it's called. Yeah, I have. I think it's not the new one, right? I think there's a new one too. Oh, well, I'm talking about the older one. Yeah, I have seen it. There's, you know, scenes in there where he's playing Kato in the Green Green Lantern Green Hornet (laughs) series and they showed his frustration of being like a side character really yeah I can believe it how are you gonna tell it to Bruce Lee to not be the star of the thing yeah I could believe but at the time yeah I think this was like his first real movie or you know first I think in in America right okay I think he was stars in movies in like overseas already oh really like the lead and he was used to being in control I think yeah right I mean it's Hollywood. He's trying to get into that system. Yeah. He eventually got there. Yeah. But it's the start of the thing. So I could, you Definitely, know, you'd, yeah. be, you'd be angry too if you're Bruce Lee. Yeah. Who do you think now could play these characters?
characters. Ah, I don't know. Are we going to have to do like this young character, like, um, you know, mid-20s character or something? Because he's supposed to be like a playboy. I is think it, so. Does this have so. legs as much as like a superhero thing where you're going to get multiple? Yeah, I think so. I think um, maybe not like a Matt Reeves Batman, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, a grounded character, flawed character, um, but still a lot of action. In a way, it's like an Iron Man thing, except he just All right. he doesn't build anything. <laughs> he yeah. just he puts on a mask and a it gun. It doesn't become you know unrealistic. Yeah. All right. So it's it's maybe more personal problems. Yeah. C- closer to home, whatever he's fighting. Is it like a gang or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would think they would try to make it more serious. I don't know. It's universal. The movies are not that serious. (laughs) This guy, though, the director, he directed Invisible Man, the new one. And I heard that's great. Is that the one with... um, With the Mad Men actress? Yeah, Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Lips Moth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was good. I never saw it. I never saw it either, but I, I've been trying to watch it. Like I've been, it's been jumping around streaming services that I've been missing it. Like I've been, I've been trying to look, but I can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but I think this guy's like a, a horror director, right? Oh, okay. Seems like, That'd be interesting. Then. Seems like a lot of people come from horror and move it, went to comic books eventually. Yeah. But he, um, he did that. He did Upgrade, which was a movie about like this character that um, becomes like a paraplegic, but he gets a chip in him. And then now he, his body can be like, is like, robotic that you control it and it's like very fast moving movie it got some notoriety for like a smaller budget movie oh, okay yeah. sounds like a small budget movie it, it kind of was yeah okay well i i am interested in this i do like the character green hornet i even like the seth rogan movie you do i like it yeah really because i like the guy that played kato i think his name is like jay Choi. there's a scene where like um you know they're they're like buddies in the movie right yeah but in public and in the office and stuff, Seth Rogen's character has to look like the boss, right? Oh. So he's being kind of a jerk to him. And he's like, uh, yeah, go get me a coffee or whatever, right? <laughs> and then he go, Seth Rogen goes to the kitchen and Cato grabs him and then pushes him uh, against the like the cabinet and like knocks the cabinet like off the wall. Really? And then he's like, uh, if you ever tell me to make coffee for you again, I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you want to say that to your boss sometimes? <laughs> But yeah, that was funny. Okay. I mean, maybe it was funny. Was it actually funny? Uh, it wasn't a comedy, but... It's Seth Rogen's in it. It wasn't a comedy. Like, yeah. what are we going for here? That's what I felt like. Cameron Diaz was in it. Oh, she was? Okay. Yeah. So, I guess it was trying to be a comedy. She was in another movie where a character put on a green mask. Oh, that movie was... <laughs> uh, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, last on the news docket, um, Sony has their own Marvel characters, right? They're trying. The uh, Spider-Man, you, what is it? Spunk. It's not that called that anymore, right? Like, they changed names so many times, they don't can't find anything catches like MCU. Yeah, the Cinematic Universe of Marvel, right? No. Does it start with S? <laughs> Spider-Man. Just abbreviate, abbreviate it. Like, Cinematic Universe of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, but they're, they have the Spider-Man characters. Yeah, exactly. They're, Except for Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they own him, but they still can't use him for some reason. Yeah. They're not yet. They forgot who he was, really. That's it, right. So they made, what, the Venom movies, the Morbius movie. Right, that they released twice because they yeah. believed in it so much. I heard it did terrible the second time. Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> 
Don't, it's, it's not that serious. Sony. They're making a Madam Web movie. Right. <laughs> uh, but this one movie that they're coming out soon, uh, I think, has potential. And what makes you say that? It has potential to be the best one that they've made yet. And you're saying that because of the character. Well, I'm saying it because it's a low bar. But right. uh, the character of Craven is being played by one of my favorite actors, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. All right. I, I Honestly, when I saw that, it, it makes kind of sense. Don't you think he's a great actor? I think he's a good actor. Yeah. I think he's a great actor, but he's not my favorite like he is for you. Um, I liked him in Kick-Ass. I thought that was a good superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to play Craven, I could see it in my head, him being this kind of vicious character, right? Like yeah. he's a... Uh, He's kind of a monster of a person trying to just like hunt him. Like primal. Primal, right? Um, assume the story that we had before was like he's like hunting down Spider-Man like as yeah. his prey. One of the best Spider-Man comics of all time features Craven heavily. Very dark for a Spider-Man comic, right? Yeah, it's almost his story, not Spider-Man's. Yeah, like Craven's the main character. Yeah. It's like he should be the main character of a movie or something. <laughs> what they're doing is they're trying to take all these Spider-Man quote-unquote villains and make them anti-heroes because they need to be the star of a movie but not be the worst character in it. You know what I mean? Right, because I mean they are villains yeah. and they're getting their own movie. They just see from past things the main character has to be good. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I don't know about of course. Well, yeah. Not, now, no, not, I mean, not, of course they think that. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're warping this character that is, should be kind of on paper. You get the guy. He's a hunter, yeah. right? They're warping him into like an animal lover, like a activist. Yeah, because he can't be like this savage hunter guy because he has no one to hunt. He's supposed to hunt Spider-Man. <laughs> right. So um, speaking of the variety, Aaron Taylor Johnson explained like, yeah, we're changing him to be more of like someone that cares for animals and loves animals instead of, you know, hunting them and mounting them all over his, his like awards, right? Right. Um, I, th- I think of him as like kind of a spoiled, rich, like kid that grew up to be just like his favorite hobby was hunting, like getting yeah. a rifle and going in the safari. And then he just kind of go crazy that way as a rich person, right? Yeah, there's scenes or like behind the scenes footage taken by like people on the street of them filming this movie right now. Mm-hmm. And he is running through the city in like a dresser and slacks, but barefoot. Sure. So I want to say like maybe he grew up in the jungle or something and then now is forced to live in the city. And he, I, I don't know, like it seems very Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Like he just believes in the earth. Like, yeah, if it's going to be like his enemy is a corporation. Oh, man. Like this. Come on, dude. Yeah. Is he some like a rich person going up for another rich person and a corporation that honestly it's writing itself badly? <laughs> it's writing itself bad. That's what Sony says. It's writing itself. It's writing itself. <laughs> We're going to rake in this money. We're going to put this in the theater as much as possible. So, Chameleon is also a character in this yeah. that I'm interested in. I also think that's a great Spider Man villain. But I don't know how they're gonna. Are they opposed to each other? Are they? That's his brother, right? Yeah, and and I think in the story, it's like gonna be like his half brother or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he like the company he owns is doing stuff that he doesn't agree with, a la Tony Stark and Iron One. Sure. So he is going up against his own company. You're right. It writes itself badly. (laughs) 
I'm just thinking they don't have to make these main characters heroes. They could be bad people. Like Joker was a bad guy. It was just a well-told story. Mm-hmm. They should have done that um, in the first place. Like Venom. Yeah, I guess that was kind of fun, right? Yeah. But the they didn't really play with his like inner demon type aspect of Venom, which I think they could have done. I know he's like slapstick, even in the comics, apparently. Yeah. Um, and they did that in the in the movies, sure, but they could have made it a bit darker, I think. Yeah, the thing is, like, these Sony Spider-Man movies have great, I think, great actors. Tom Hardy, Jared Leto, um, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And now Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think they're, like, some of the best actors working, and they just edit the movie, and the script is bad, and they make it... (laughs) Like you said, almost slapstick. Like the, it's just a poor movie. Uh, is it? Are they cutting like um like cutting the edges, like cutting the budget or whatever, not putting the money where it should go, and like they just not care, just trying to get these out. But I want to say it's editing specifically. Yeah, like I think somewhere there's a good Venom two cut. Oh, okay. But they took all the good stuff out and all the scene explaining stuff out that it's just felt rushed that movie specifically it's so fast yeah it, uh, like everything's abrupt nothing's explained to the needed amount yeah right it's just like hey he's the bad guy so we have to go up against him but you're not really like <laughs> i don't really care though hey that's the bad person we have to go get him okay here he is okay yeah <laughs> okay you beat him okay end credits right it's and then also those have at least some spectacle to them right like yeah. Morbius he's a vampire Venom's Venom it's cool looking Carnage yeah. is there like Crave is gonna be a guy he's yeah. hunting animals yes he also said in the interview like he is just a human he doesn't have superpowers so that's why he was attracted to the character but like how does that make it entertaining for the audience it better be just a good story now right like, yeah because it, it has to be it doesn't have that other stuff in there mm-hmm. so also the editing could be crappy there too in any way but oh man you're ruining my hopes for I this know. movie <laughs> I didn't ever had high hopes for this. And Morbius just, man. Was that just one of those movies that just caught up in the, um, you know, the pause of Hollywood, you think? And they just had to rush it out? Because like some of the clips they showed, I've never seen the whole movie. I've never seen more than two minutes of the movie. But some of the clips, I was like, this looks like a fun action movie. Visually? Yeah. Like there's scenes where he's like attacking some guys or whatever. Like, oh, this could be good. But that's not what the internet said. Yeah. The the flying, I thought was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. He's kind of, he's not really like- He's his, like pushing himself. His arms are not extended. He's not really flapping his, mm. his hands. <laughs> it's more like he's just like gliding. And I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, but mm, it's probably also poor editing is my guess. I believe it. And maybe Leto, he went or the over, overdid it. I could believe that too. Really? Because he's pretty good as comic book characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, this movie, Craven, comes out in January. So that's also not a good sign. Is it? I have no idea. January is like dead time for oh. movies. Like people don't go to the movies in January. Who knows? Maybe get, it'll get pushed around. Movies get pushed around all the time now. Yeah, put this in like the middle of July. <laughs> See if it can compete with those movies. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Sony became the like the losing uh, universe now, huh? Like if you, what if you compare to DC right now? I know DC is like in a crapshoot with everything, mm. but I think that if you compare the movies to movies, it might be better average. When was the last good Sony comic book movie? It was like Spider-Man 2. Oh, Sony? Yeah, I don't know if you can consider the MC Spider-Man Sony things too. I think they are, right? I mean, they're distributed, but they're 100% made by Disney. Is that how it works? Yeah. Doesn't uh, 
okay. All right. I believe it. Yeah. Like they're produced by Sony. Like, I mean, produced by Disney. Like they choose the actors, they make it, they choose the script and all that. So I think Sony count. just approves it. Okay. You can't count them at all. Yeah. But then other movies too, like they did like Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say either. I haven't seen that because I heard it's bad. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that is it for the news this week. A lot of unclear things. True. Yet to be revealed. <laughs> Curious. Curious about the future. Surprisingly enough, the thing I'm most excited about is a Green Hornet movie now. Really? Oh, wow. All right. Uh, all right. If you guys are uh, interested in that, don't forget to follow us on your podcast app. We're doing recaps of Miss Marvel and things are getting better and better each week. Totally. So you won't want to miss it. Uh, hit subscribe on your podcast app and uh, let your friends know. Yeah, you've got your phone out already. Go on all your social medias, pop them open. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find our handle at the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, what are you guys enjoying? What are you guys excited about? How the heck is Phase 4 going to roll out? Yeah, let's um, dive into the meat of the show now with a comic book this week called Planetary. I don't know about you and how you find comics to do on the podcast, but for me, my, my strategy is I just pop on uh, Google, look for like the top 100 comics or whatever. <laughs> okay. And the one we're doing today was on a lot of those lists. I was like, okay, what's what's up with this guy? What's what's his story going on? I thought, oh, we'll do it for the podcast. Let's get a get an idea of what's going on. It's called Planetary. So you didn't know about this at all till then? I do. I'd have heard about it already before, but it was like, I don't know the story. I know it's super powered individuals, though. That happens in comics all the time. Why not? But I was like, I, I don't know if I've, uh, I, I don't know what the vibe is. So I was like, let's, I let's poke, poke around. I would have guessed this is something you've already read and liked. Yeah, and I did. <laughs> I did re- I did like it now, but I haven't read it yet. Um, but Planetary is what we're doing today. This comic is out of Wildstorm Comics. That, of course, that's uh, been bought out by DC, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Lee, of course, big payday from that, right? Right. Created it during Image Comics days. Yeah, and, and then bought, bought out. Um, this ran for 27 issues. Um, first really popped it, but thinking like like a preview comic in 1998 and then went all the way up till 2009. Okay. So I think just sporadically things, spinoffs or whatever have been gone up since then. It looks like an early 2000s book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're just going to be doing the first four issues. Uh, and the trade we're reading out of is called All Over the World and Other Stories. Okay. Um, I like the, uh, like the tag on the cover of the book. It says archaeologist of the impossible so kind of like the this this group of characters that kind of inspecting the world of like impossibilities that just are erupting everywhere that's kind of the vibe of this this little group okay uh, our writer today is Warren Ellis, and he was kind of all over the Wildstorm stuff, right? Um, he's known for Transmetropolitan, The Authority, Planetary This, right? Um, Hellblazer. And then we did one of his comics before, Iron Man Extremis. I think we've done more than that too, but... Yeah. Not sure what. I forget. Okay. Okay. Um, our artist today is John Cassidy. Um, he's known for Astonishing X-Men and uh, Captain America. So like he's, I think he's a player in the game of mm-hmm. comics or art like he's all over i like his style it's kind of realistic right he like hand draws everything and then he colors um uh digitally like on top of that uh it looks like a preacher yeah it does a lot i, I guess we're doing preacher this week too it's, it's a, that's also on the like top 100 list yeah i think over. we've done preacher have we <laughs> yeah. okay 
Um, so this this is the story we're doing today, uh, Planetary. Let's go ahead and just jump straight into the story. Uh, we see one of our characters here, Elijah Snow, and he is this kind of grumpy guy with a dirty white hair. He's got like a three-piece suit that's all white, but also very wrinkly. Like he's very dirty right now. He's just hanging out in a diner out of nowhere, like middle of nowhere. And he's a grumpy character complaining about the coffee to the to the waitress at this diner. And then walks in another character. Uh, her name is Jaquita Wagner. Mm-hmm. And she's decked out in like all black trench coat. She looks like she's from the Matrix. Yeah, right. But she has like a, a red uh, trim to everything. And uh, she has a choker. Right. Yeah. Very slick black trench coat, right? So stark difference between these styles. All black everything, all white everything. She's there to meet Elijah. And I guess she's there to try to recruit Elijah. To possibly hire him, right? Mm. She offers him like a deal that no one should turn down. No. It's like a million dollars a year for the rest of your life. <laughs> for the rest of your life. And Jaquita knows this character, Elijah, already. Apparently he he doesn't age. Like he, he yeah. just he's kinda of, I think we don't know, he might be immortal, but he's been around in the twentieth century, like throughout it. Like he's kind of doing maybe selfish stuff throughout that century. So he's an old character. Who knows when he's going to die? He has no like expiration date. No, not at all, <laughs> right? Um, and so how can you turn down that deal, right? Elijah's like, okay, I'm kind of a loner, grumpy person, but I'll take that deal, a million dollars to join your company, which is this co company called Planetary, like a corporation, right? right? Um, and out of this diner pulls up a, a helicopter. Right, has planetary. a planetary logo on it. Exactly. Um, and so they're, they're off. They're like, he's taking up this job, I guess, and he's got nothing better to do. He's got stuff hanging out at a diner. And then it's the next day already, and he cleans up well. He's got a clean, shaven haircut. His, his three-piece suit is all white, everything nice and crisp nowadays. And he he's like, oh, I can get used to this, right? Right. And he's there with uh, Jaquita, and it's like an expensive penthouse suite, right? Yeah, I think uh, Stark Tower or something. Yeah. And he's like, who pays for all this? Who pays for the helicopter that we just took? And she's like... Uh, we have like a benefactor and we call him the fourth man. Okay. And uh, we don't know him. We don't know what he looks like or where he gets his money, but he pays for everything. All we do. And he's called the fourth man because planetary, the group is like a three man team. So he's like the fourth member of this three man team. Exactly. And so something happened to Elijah's predecessor. There's always three people on the team. What yeah. happened to the guy before him? Mm -hmm. Jakita never explains really. Um, and so there's this benefactor that they have no idea what he's doing, but Jakita has been on the team for about four years. And that's like as long as she's known anyone to be with the corporation. Now we're introduced to the third member of the team. And this guy is, he's got one of those like douchey goatees where it's only the bottom part. Yeah. He's got like a fuchsia jacket on, orange pants. He's like a, uh, like a Cobain looking guy. Yeah. I was thinking like a red hot chili pepper. You know, he looks like an edge from wrestling. Right. That's good. That's pretty good. I don't know what the guys of Sublime look like, but maybe. <laughs> but this guy is the third member. He also has like superpowers kind of thing. Mm hmm and he's called the drummer and his powers has nothing to do with drumming no not really uh so he has like powers to control machines technology jahita yes. says he can talk to machines and they talk to him yeah he's called the drummer he carries around these two drumsticks 
and he's kind of like a fidgety guy, right? Like right. He, he plays around with drumsticks like they're toys, and he just carries them around. He when he talks when he's typing on a computer, he uses the drumsticks to type on the computer. Mm-hmm. But I think also think he has like technology senses. He's like um, he, like he can feel the radio waves in the air. Right. He can see what a computer's thinking in a way. He, all these different powers revolving around technology. Yes, and he's been doing some research lately, and apparently there's like thing that he found where there's like a secret base that is under a mountain. Yeah, the Adirondack Mountains. Yeah, and now the the fourth man is sending Planetary, the three of them, to go investigate this whatever mystery base. And it looks like there's no entrance to the base at all. So what they think is like there's like a virtual like door, like wallway that is not really a real like rock face interesting okay um we get the vibe of the drummer too he's kind of like an immature character like you know um always fidgety kind of uh snarky and all these sarcastic moments he like tosses like a a a bottle straight at freaking elijah's head and elijah just catches it without looking yeah and you get the dynamic here of like elijah's the grumpy old man and and, uh, the drummer is like this snarky little kid kind of immature really so the three of them are in the helicopter now going to investigate this secret base and elijah and jaquita are like getting ready to get off the helicopter and he's like, well, what about Drummer? And Drummer's like, nah, I stay in the helicopter. It's like, this part is you two only. That's your job. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the tech guy. Uh, so they explain what they're there for. They know that's the last known place of this character called Doc Brass or yes. Doc Axel Brass. Mm-hmm. And think of him as like a um, Doc Savage character. Yes. If you ever know that character? It's like this explorer inventor science guy from like the 40s like comics like yeah classic character but in here is basically like a carbon copy yeah but in this one they say like because he's like from the 40s or something Mm -hmm. and he has developed something where he is above like he's like an evolved human where like he doesn't have to eat he doesn't have to sleep he never ages now like he he is like the next evolution of humans. Like he's made himself this way. Okay. Well, like super scientists that figured out basically immortality, I guess. And Elijah's like, okay, uh, can you keep talking about all this crap? It's amazing you say so much stuff and I can't understand any of it. Like <laughs> Elijah's this snarky, like grumpy character. Um, and so they jump out of the, the helicopter, get down to the mountain face. And he asks like, oh, Jaquita, are you coming? Are you following as I go down? But no, Jaquita just jumps down on her own and lands like superhero stomps on the ground. So we realize Jaquita has like superpowers, right? Definitely. Like she is like super strength and probably like the most like gung-ho out of all of them. Yeah. Because she like leads the way. She's already at the ground ready to um, start the mission. And they go into like what I said was like the virtual door. Like it's not a real mountain. Yeah. So they walk right through. It's like a hologram and they get inside the base and the base is almost like, it's almost like there's like a showroom. Right. A trophy room. Yeah. Inside there we could see there's like uh, like a xenomorph type of thing. There's like a ancient alien ship in there. It looks like just trophies of you take a hero is taken from villains right? right almost like superman's fortress of solitude right like things he's collected through his adventures and they're all on display there but all of the displays are like shattered like they've been opened and, and messed up some type of disaster scenario has befallen this place and we see finally there is doc brass right he's on the ground uh torn up shirt and everything uh again he's from the 40s 
he looks like the same way as he did in the 40s. He's got two guns pointed at these two, like, what the hell are you doing here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we also see his legs are, like, really damaged. Like, they're, like, weak <laughs> and, like, shriveled up. Like, something's gone on with this guy. It's very, his upper body looks, you know, fit. Yeah. His lower body looks decrepit. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like the lower half of a dead body. What the hell? And so, they're wondering, how long has this guy been here? And the doc explains he's been here since 1945. By himself, like, in this base. I, I guess he can't walk. He couldn't walk out of here. He's also protecting this thing behind him. It looks like a snowflake, like this star-shaped, uh, like, entity that's, like, floating in the air, it's right? Like glowing. Right. Um, it's, like, rainbow-colored and uh, white all over, and it's just hanging in the air. Uh, Elijah's like, Christ, what is that? Then we get a flashback yeah. of the 1940s when Doc Axel Brass <laughs> was first at this base. Yeah. And he wasn't alone. He was there with, you would kind of assume, like, the Illuminati of this world in this time. Sure. And it's a bunch of, like, different people that I assume have, like, special powers or special abilities. And they've formed, like, this council that meets there and, like, kind of, like, decides things for the world. They look like um, a lot of analogs to old pulp era comic book characters. Like, there's the question. There's a character that looks like the shadow, right? It's just copies of them. Mm-hmm. I love it when comics do these analog copies of I know other do. characters. It's great. I think it's super fun. There's one character that looks like John Wick, but with long nails. <laughs> I think he's like a vampire or something. I don't know his deal. Um, and the doc explains what they were doing back then is they were trying to build a supercomputer. Yes, but this supercomputer looks like almost like a Green Lantern lantern. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really powered by like almost like magic, right? And I guess what they, the intention is they throw out a hypothesis or a question and this supercomputer will run all the odds and outcomes to determine whether like what what chances that it'll come true right and the way it does it is it makes literally makes multiple dimensions and in like you know fast time runs through those timelines of each one to see what the outcome is and then destroys that dimension once it knows the outcome (laughs) which is super cool it's very interesting so there's like all these iterations all these calculations going on right it's just like creating them and they got their numbers wrong it kept creating so many and it failed to destroy the ones they're creating right so that that snowflake looking light thing is all these multiverses that he's that the computer is creating and then it's just like multiplying and multiplying and this thing is getting bigger in that one second that it that it created the thing it's living billions of years in there right yeah each each earth each universe when out of nowhere a uh, spasm erupts and characters inside of those worlds erupt and arrive in their trophy room right mm-hmm. and we get a basically a copy of the justice league here right um, yeah. there's a, a superman character there's a batman there's a, a green lantern type um and immediately that justice league clones they kind of go into a fight because they're fighting for the existence of their reality yeah they have learned like oh our reality was created by these people and they intend to just destroy it to for their whims right yeah so they have entered this reality now to fight them so it's like jsa versus jla almost looking exactly yeah um and they call it the decoherence right (laughs) so there's this so many words multiverse stuff is happening your favorite topic 
there's so many ways to say it decoherence convergence incursion pretty much all that happens is they fight to the death where all of them died except for brass because he kind of can't die right but his legs are tall messed up that he can't walk out of there he's trapped and the, all these dead bodies around him are his former like friends and those other hero team that came from another dimension okay and he had to stick around to watch that snowflake that was floating in the air like mm. i can't let any more of these get out there right and so Elijah's like, okay, I guess that was mission accomplished. We found this guy. And he asked like Jakita, like, why the heck are you joining planetary? Is it for the money? Is it the million dollars every year? And she says, no, I'm just bored. I have these superpowers. And it's like, <laughs> I, have to, I have to have something to do. So this is what their team does. They are formed just to like investigate supernatural situations around the world. Yeah. The impossible. Archaeologists yeah. of the impossible. <laughs> now we... Uh, Open up to a different scene. It's this crew of Japanese uh, characters. There's like six of them. These men going to this icy island, right? Right. And this is in between Japan and Russia. Yeah. It's like secret island. And the lead guy of this expedition, he's not even like an archaeologist or anything. He's a novelist. Right. He's kind of um, up in his head so much. Like yeah. he thinks so much of himself. He thinks he is like a real like hero character of the books that he's written. Right. He thinks he's a prophet. Yeah. He thinks he's not novels of scripture and he's barking around his whole team like we have to go to this island and we have to start here i will become leader of the japanese parliament <laughs> like he wants to rule japan basically and these followers are just like following blindly like there's this one guy that's like his right hand guy and he just like does whatever he says and he's like yes this is the right place um no one will bother us here i mean this is a frozen island no one's here at all nothing can occur and they turn around and they see a gigantic corpse of a moth like a gigantic moth it's like a kaiju right but the dead corpse of one this is like mothra right it's like copying yeah. the kaiju back then right like they're tiny next to it and they're like whoa like this we've gone to this mystery island and the first thing we see is like a giant dead insect like giant size of buildings I, they knew this place was like barren, like no one's here. Yeah. But they didn't expect to see freaking kaijus around. They were the surprise, right? Um, and so we, we find out that uh, Planetary knows something is going on this island. So they visit Japan and talk to this character called Shinya. Yes. Shinya is like in charge of the Tokyo Planetary Headquarters base. Right. So each, they have like bases around the world and each one has like the, the, I don't know, the watcher guardian of that station. Like, like handler. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, this guy is like wearing tie dye t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, he's got a weird haircut right now. He's got like little patches in his hair, right? Mm. Very strange character, but Jakita and Drummer know each other and they know him too, right? And he's like, welcome to Tokyo, right? And then he's like friendly about it. He explains that island is called Island Zero and it was um, this little island that both Japan and Russia claim. Yeah, so there's no real owner to it. They both own it because they both say that they own it over the other person or the other country. Yeah. So that's why no one really lives there. It's not inhabited because it's like almost forbidden. Yeah, I, basically, right? And he's explaining back in um, somehow when the atomic bomb dropped, it erupted these kaijus appearing on that island, right? right? I don't know if it was like they opened a portal somehow or the radiation made them grow into these big things. But just know this island is filled with these kaiju. But it's like the dead bodies of them. Yes. So 
we see the bones of like this like pterodactyl thing with three heads and they know that these monsters existed they can see their bones but like what killed them off where did they come from everything is still like a mystery okay they all died around like the 70s right and they didn't spawn or anything they're just gone but their their corpses are still there so planetary reaches this island and their mission now is to find this group of these japanese writers right And make sure, you know, to save them and that they don't tell the whole world about this island. Give out this big secret, right? Yeah. So now Elijah and Jakita are looking for this group. And this group now has found a body of another kaiju. It looks like, uh, you know, the lizards from Land of the Lost? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a lizard that stands on its two legs. Yeah, this is definitely doing a Godzilla thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like Godzilla. Uh, But it looks like a reptar more. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it looks like a reptar. But it is also dead, and in fact, it has like a giant wound in its chest that the Japanese novelist like literally just walked into like it's a cave. Yeah. They're thinking like, this is the prize. This is the answer to everything, right? This yeah. is how we're going to rule Japan. I don't know how. This guy's crazy. <laughs> Their main guy, writer, is like, uh, okay, now we have to feast on this thing. And he like pulls the meat off, like, okay, eat. Yeah. And the guy there, the main um, like assistant guy is like, no, you, this is you're finally gone overboard. You're finally done something I don't will not do. Exactly, it will not follow. And so their leader just shoots his subordinate in the head, and he's like, "Okay, now we, you have the rest of you have to eat from yeah. this reptile." But then the gunshot attracts these military guards, and apparently there are like military from both sides, Russia and Japan here. So they have reached him and now they've drawn their guns on these Japanese writers, right? Like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. And Takeda knows like, oh, these guards are going to kill these guys. We have to go save them. So she starts running over there and she has, apparently now she has like super speed too. Yeah. I think she's just like the the brute of the team, just has like she super is, speed, yeah. super strength, right? Invulnerability. And she's just like a flash right now, like jetting towards those uh, the guards there too. When their leader, the leader of these riders, just shoots one of his duffel bags that they carried and nerve gas erupts from everywhere. Yeah. Everyone is being affected now by this nerve gas, like foaming at the mouth, falling down. And Chiquita is running there, right? So fast that she almost... Just like stop on a dime to avoid this gas. Yes. She almost like runs straight into it. And she's scared. Like the nerve gas is invading the air. And he yells out at Elijah, stop. The nerve gas is about to touch you, right? Yeah. And Elijah, we finally see his powers, which is kind of cool. He has like frozen powers. Like he, <laughs> Yes. He's, he's always Elsa. cold. <laughs> um, what he did was he like condense the 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 nerve gas air like turn it into water and so instead of the nerve gas actually touching him it just falls to the ground like water yeah he like liquefied it yeah very cool so he has control of coal basically right he's like frozen elijah snow yeah (laughs) he he doesn't he's not affected by the snow of this frozen island right it makes sense he's called that so they're too late everyone there the the right the japanese like crazy riders the guards there they've all died from this nerve gas and they've died like inside the body of this like Godzilla kaiju. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I guess we did this. We didn't really save the day if you think about it. But the secret is still kept, right? Yeah. You just leave now. So he's like, okay, I guess that was a mission accomplished. 
And then he said, oh, well, I thought all these things were dead. And up above, they do see this flying pterodactyl, like gigantic pterodactyl flying up above. And it's like, oh, wow, I guess some of them are still they're alive. They're still alive. Yeah. They're still around. Isn't that great? But then they leave because like, they're not there to really like save the kaiju. They're there trying to save those people, but they're too late. We're trying to get an idea of what planetary is, right? They're not really heroes. They're like investigators. No. Yeah. And it's like, what's better for the overall human race? Yeah. It's like not knowing that these things exist is probably better. <laughs> Keep it secret, right? Um, unnatural things. Should, yeah. should that be out in the open? We, I don't know. And so planetary is all over the planet, right? We're just in Japan. Now we're in Hong Kong. And so we follow these uh, villains that are just jetting down the road, right? Like, like um, screaming down the road in their car and they're up barking at each other. They're really bad guys, right? I think they're like abuse women and they sell drugs. I think they're yeah. triad. Right. right? And they're driving down the street trying to escape. And then there's a cop at the end of the street and he's like in the middle of the street, like the car's going to run them over. Absolutely. Yeah. But this cop's not worried about that because this cop is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... They, they don't really see that. It's nighttime, right? They're just like, ah, I'm just going to run over this cop. This stupid cop's in my way. And so when the criminals finally do pass through it, the cop's like straight up in the middle of the car, right? Like yeah, he like through phases it. through it. And the cop pulls out two ghost guns <laughs> and he just shoots up all of the people in the car from the inside out, like just shooting them like to the left and right. And they just get eviscerated. Their windows get blown open. Um, they all die in the car. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Ghost Dad? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. Is that a Michael Keaton movie? No, it's Ghost Dad. It's a movie from the early 90s where there's a the dad dies, but he doesn't want to go to the afterlife yet. Okay. So he's a ghost because there's no mom. Uh-huh. So he's trying to like be a dad to the kids while being a ghost. Do the kids see him? They see him like in the dark when there's like no light and stuff. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, it stars Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> My God. No, I've never heard of that. I don't okay. think I'm going to see it today. <laughs> it's hard to find now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this coast cop shoots up the other car, the other criminal car, right? And they all die except for one that was driving. And then uh, from his pistol, from far away, he sh he fires it. And with a burst of fire coming out, he shoots up that last guy. And his head just explodes in flames. It's almost like Ghost Rider. Exactly. <laughs> ghost Rider. And then that ghost cop just fades away out in the open in the middle of the street, in the middle of Hong Kong, right? Right. So Planetary are here now yeah. trying to find this ghost cop there's been ghost stories about a ghost cop right so then they go to like um you know how japan had their base with that guy that's like in a tie-dye shirt the one in hong kong their base i guess the one that runs it there is like this lady that's like kind of like young for this position what seems like yeah she explains she got the job at 16 yeah and she's been there for six years by doing the math she's been there longer than jakita oh yeah so like what um, they still don't really know what planetary is, right? It's like even everyone's all confused of who the heck this fourth character is, fourth man. Yeah, it's like what is their purpose? They just send them on missions to go look at this uh, supernatural, fantastical stuff that pops up in the world. And so they are examining the street. There have been stories of a cop that just 
fades in out of nowhere and shoots up criminals. They're in the middle now and they're wondering like, okay, um, drummer, can you just feel the air? Tell me what's going on here. Yeah. Is there like technologies around somewhere? It's hidden. <laughs> technologies. And he does this almost like artsy dance thing. Like he's feeling the air. <laughs> There's like airwaves or something. Radio is talking to me. It's signaling. I think this is a pretty cool power set. Don't you think? It's almost like a spiritual attachment to technology. Yeah. So he's trying to like get a reading, right? And then he does find something. He's like, I feel like something's like under us. Like it's underground under the cement, right? So he's talking to Jakita who has like super strength, right? Right. He's like, just keep like pounding your leg onto the ground and see if something happens. <laughs> so she's just like stomping the ground, super strong. And uh, the gravel is kind of breaking up um, when out of nowhere, drummer says, okay, everyone run. Everyone has to run out of here, right? <laughs> And all of a sudden, like erupting from the ground is this weird, like almost like monolith, but it's like a prison of glass. Yes. This big cylinder at their feet. That's gigantic, right? And inside of there is like naked people in fetal position. Yeah. They look like they've been captured and are being stored in this thing. Exactly. And they're like, what the hell is this thing? Drummer, tell me what that is. And he's saying like, it's like ancient archaeology, right? Like mystery, ancient technology from before. Or anything like before history right and Elijah's like okay what the heck is this garbage what did I sign up for what is this when out of nowhere the ghost cop arrives and he explains it's God and it is just the understanding of everything that ever was yes basically hard concepts to understand but <laughs> Warren Ellis is trying to pass this on right so now that the cop is there the ghost cop they're talking to him like what happened to you? Why are you still here? Like, why are you haunting this area? And I think he's saying like he was killed by his partner. Yeah, his partner and like this mafia guy. Working with the triads. Yeah. But his partner, he needs revenge on his partner because his partner didn't do it for money. Did it because he didn't like him. He just hated him. Yeah. And so he he just got uh, like, he had to get revenge on him, right? And that's that's the whole thing. That's what this uh, whole like. That's why he's has not left the earth yet. It's like a con contract right like right. it's like ghost rider where he's like basically the spirit of vengeance yeah of, against cops <laughs> right. he's not done like with his purpose in life yet i think he's like tied to the street this the road is like special road that mm -hmm. where it's like if any crimes happen here a person is tied to it and must get revenge it's like you're a genie right and then at this moment they hear these cars right and they're revving down the street and it's very obvious their purpose is to run them over. Yes. Driving that car is his old partner that betrayed him back in the day. And he came to that street because he knew there was tales of this ghost cop um, getting revenge on uh, criminals. So he had to go see it himself. And so... Um, he just kind of crashes as the ghost cop pulls out his two pistols and shoots up the car. There's a real cool scene where like ghost cop guy points the gun straight at his face, but it's still like translucent. Like you can see right through the gun. Yeah. Cause it's a ghost gun, but he pulls the trigger and it does kill the guy like blood splatters. He was like barking at him. Like, uh, you're wondering how have I been all of these decades that you've been gone? Right. And well, I'm stuck to this road. I'm going to be a ghost for a while now until I can get another sucker to take up. How do you think I feel? 
and blows his head open and uh, kind of fades away. And he's like, okay, so you think, um, he's like giving a, a monologue to Planetary, right? Say so like, oh, you think there's some type of mystery about um, what the good guy wins and the, the bad guy goes to hell? No, yeah. it's just us. Yeah, and then the uh, Snow's like, did you say justice? No, just us. <laughs> So I like these stories so far because yes, they're continuing the story of Planetary. Yeah. But each issue is like almost like an anthology. It is its own separate mystery story that the three of them are investigating. Yeah. They're little cases, right? Yeah. They're just little missions for assigned to Planetary. Yeah. And the thing is, they become a team very fast. Mm -hmm. I think you kind of get that vibe from the start of the book, right? And so we're going to deal with our next case now. We actually... Uh, follow this one character who works for a corporation called Hark Industries. And he is like a private investigator that's hired by that company specifically to talk through people around this building that got destroyed, like blown up by a bomb. Yeah. And now the site where that building was is like an investigation site. Mm -hmm. It's all blocked off. And this guy is talking to like I guess the like the head of the the company next to, next to the building. Mm -hmm. He's like, I want you to go down there and like check it out. What's going on? Like it's it's bad for us to be like right next to it. Right. He goes down there. He witnesses a mugging out of nowhere, and he follows the mugger like chasing him down. Like, hey, give that back. Yeah. This just shows this guy's like a good guy. Exactly. And he follows the mugger into the tent that's covering the ground zero. It's very much like in Justice League, the movie. Oh, yeah. Remember, like, Clark's ship was in Metropolis because of the events of Man of Steel. Exactly. And they built, like, this whole perimeter around it. That's pretty much what this guy is, like, running into. And this guy uh, is chasing him. Yes. Right. In the tent, there's people in hazmat suits. It's like a serious sight right now, right? Yeah. Planetary's there just watching. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of it, like, right at the center of the crater is... It looks like... At first, I thought it looked like a tomb. Yeah. But, like, bedazzled. <laughs> it's a fancy-looking, like, Stonehenge-looking thing. Yeah. Um, it's got eyes on it, like, seeing eyes, right? Right. Something weird. He's just chasing this guy. That's all he's after. And then he steps on top of this, like, thing, whatever this rock is. And then he instantly teleports into another reality. It's like um, like a cathedral that's like built by aliens. It's like Olympus, but like rainbow. <laughs> there's stained glass, there's gold, there's silver everywhere, but it looks foreign and like alien and unworldly, you know, like Yeah, the ground impossible. looks like it's like he's like floating on white light. Exactly. Yeah, he, he, it's like he's chasing this guy and then all of a sudden he's in another world. And again, on the outside here, planetary is talking about this thing drummer is like why the heck did he get a teleport in there i wanted to teleport and he jumps on it and he's yeah. like bouncing on he's it pounding on it like we've been here for a while like investigating this and that guy gets in here once and he's like activated this machine that i can't control jaquita's like i don't know i didn't i didn't feel like i had to tell you this but you don't jump on the thing yeah hey <laughs> and then as he's jumping on it like another shock blast erupts and that guy like teleports back and he's yeah. like unconscious on top of this thing. So um, they get him. He he now wakes up inside of the um, planetary corporation, like they're building, right? And he's like treated as a patient right now. Right. They, it's like almost like a hospital in there. Exactly. He's got this big scar on his chest that's in the shape of a lightning bolt, you know, uh, very Harry Potter, but the bigger. Man who lived. Right. <laughs> 
And Jakita explains, uh, so you're not a prison right now. We just want to ask what happened in there, right? You know what's cool about this scene is he's waking up right in like a hospital and walking down the hallway, he sees, um, what's his name? Doc Brass. Brass. Yeah, Axel Brass. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he's like rehabilitating. Like he's learning to walk again because remember his legs are not good. Yes, shriveled (laughs) up. Right. He's trying to figure it out. Uh, So there's some continuity there, right? Yeah. Uh, and this this guy he explains what it is in there. It's like what he was in was an alien, not really alien, but like a spaceship, right? And he says the spaceship talked to him, and it said that like he the, the spaceship itself belonged to a European fleet, yeah, but not a fleet of this world. Yeah, he, the ship explains multiple dimensions basically, and it, it's of a different world that crashed onto Earth during dinosaur time. Yeah, we, he gets to see like all this. Happening happening in front of him and the ship itself when it crashed in dinosaur time it's literally like a cathedral crashed yeah. onto earth like that's what the ship looked like and then everyone in the ship died so the only thing alive in it if you want to say alive is like the ai of the ship right it's kind of like uh again superman spaceship right it's like talking to yeah. him explaining what krypton is or something but it's explaining the multiverse and again it shows a shape of a, a snowflake right it's right. Just like almost from that supercomputer machine same thing it shows that visual think of the multiverses spindles upon spindles spinning on its own axis right constantly like changing exactly and so the ship says it needs a crew it needs a crew of seven to fly again to um get out of its prison right of it's underground right now that's where he is yeah right and he's saying like yeah i'll help you but i got to find more Mm -hmm. and he's explaining this to planetary right and they know like he has been changed that's why he has a scar and like he has alien tech like in him now yeah so like he activates that and he turns into like almost like bicentennial man yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like straight up silver and gold, right? Very C-3PO, but more like, like, like it's if like you mixed C-3PO and Gambit together because he's got the same yeah. Gambit like uh, helmet thing, right? Kind of yeah. cool with the hair sticking out, but with a gold cape, gold boots. Yeah, but also like kind of like Shazam. Yeah. Like the cape is all big and wavy and gold. I think he, they're going for like a, a Metron character, the guy in the Mobius chair, like an all-knowing yeah. character. Yeah. And if you look like, like sparkling around him was like little like stars and glistening stuff, like he is like the computer of the ship. Yeah. Kind of like is like in him now. Very cool. And he has powers now too. Yeah. So like, he's like, take my hand and they all touch him and they are now inside the ship with him. So they see it. It looks like like a garden, basically like, like paradise inside there. It looks like Asgard maybe, right? It looks like Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. And so Jakita is like, okay, uh, thanks for explaining. I love that you're just now, you were a regular person at the start of this day. And now you're understanding how big the world really is. And I love seeing that on your face, right? You experiencing this. Yeah. And the guy, he's like asking, well, will you guys help me find the six other for my crew? But Jakita will not promise that at all. Drummer won't, right? And it takes Elijah, the new guy, to be like, yeah, I'll shake your hand and <laughs> I'll, we'll keep, Planetary will promise you that team. And uh, Jakita and Drum were surprised to see Elijah finally take initiative. Right. Because before he was like, I don't even know if I made the right decision joining this. Yeah. And now I think he's seeing all these things that he's seen now and his eyes are open more. I think it's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's see how crazy this thing can really get. Like, what the heck is going on? Um, And so Elijah kind of has like a pondering moment about 
how he's he's finally I guess maybe find a purpose in this world being on planetary and discovering the origins of what reality is multiversal things yeah. whatever that is I'm curious to see where this will finally end up this whole universe of planetary uh, I really liked it I thought it was enjoyable because it's like it's obviously taking these analogs of these characters but uh, in every possible place like the Justice League Godzilla yeah right not one like thing that's copying like even the ghost cop thing in, in Tokyo yeah felt very like like it's not even it's like old school anime-ish yeah yeah I think so too. and it's a ghost writer thing yeah but he's from Hong Kong and he's just yeah. a cop it's like taking these things and twi- putting them on a twist on it right yeah it's very cool you never see a kaiju battle but there's kaijus like it's yeah. not the classic environment you'd see them doing right and then it's all through the eyes of this like they're not really heroes yeah right they're just i i thought this book was kind of like um league of extraordinary gentlemen kind of but you know modern modernized but they're also not that because they're not really heroes they're just like investigating and reporting back it's like they're not cops they're forensic scientists kind of right like they're they're like the aftermath of what the big scenario is Mm -hmm. but now they're i think they're switching it up and gonna be more active in their adventures but then the mystery of of them the three characters is also like not even close to revealing how do they get powers like right the drummer guy how does he talk to computers and uh chiquita like she seems like more of a mystery than elijah yeah because it looks like she has experience like she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. elijah is super old for some reason has the power of ice of, yeah. of, of snow i guess are they gonna reveal like he's jack frost or something okay i kind of <laughs> like that actually but he's also grumpy I'll, what i like most is actually the group dynamic yeah jakita is like the later character that kind of has to deal with these two. And then Elijah is just a grumpy old man, mm-hmm. kind of making digs everywhere. Yeah. And then- my, my favorite thing was the Doc Brass. Oh, really? And how he had like his own secret society group. Yeah. And then they thought, you know, they kind of almost messed up the whole world. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Or they created a, a bunch of new ones. I don't know. They said there was like <laughs> 190,000 different worlds. Yeah. A tiny little accident. Uh, but yeah, that was Planetary. What'd you think of it? That's cool. I like how each issue is its kind of its own story. Yeah. But connecting all together through planetary to make one big story. Um, I, I'm interested to see where the Doc Brass character yeah. moves on. If he joins the team, him knowing more about other like old school stuff. Like I want to see like flashbacks. Uh, but also like what's the deal with Elijah? Yeah. What are all their backstories? I like that they're living it so open. Who the heck is the fourth man who's yeah. funding this? I think it's going to reveal like the fourth man's a bad guy. I like that too, honestly. I mean, uh, I'm definitely going to continue this because it's yeah. just so many questions. I like it. And it's well written. I feel like it's, the art is awesome. Like it's kind of realistic, but also uh, shiny and new because of the digital art, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Glad you picked it. Let's go ahead and jump into side stories. We talked about this briefly when the series started, but now that it is completed, I can give you my full review of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. This is actually what I want to talk about too. Okay, good. Uh, I will, we'll do no spoilers for a little bit. Uh, okay. All right. Sure. Cause it just ended. Just like overall feel again. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, overall feel these series about classic characters. I would say Boba Fett was disappointing. Let down, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, Han, yeah. Han Solo? Oh, yeah. That was more than disappointing. More than Boba Fett? Because Boba Fett's it's longer, so it's like each week I'm disappointed. Yeah. Boba Fett had good parts, the parts he's not in. <laughs> You're true. 
Um, but Kenobi, this this brought my expectation down for Kenobi drastically lower. After watching Boba Fett. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So it brought it drastically lower and then barely over past that. <laughs> mm. I think um, I never had super high hopes for Obi-Wan. Yeah. I think um, overall I enjoyed it, but okay. I can't say the show was needed. Yeah. I'll say um, Ewan McGregor's acting is still phenomenal. I think he embodies that character so well and does give um, does give that character more than just what we've seen before. So he did add to that character, but do we need it? No. Did we? I like seeing more Vader. That's cool. Did we need it? Is this what we needed when we want more Vader? Yes and no. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Ewan McGregor is yeah. kind of in, so endearing. Yes. Right? I think that. And he fits this. Uh, when I think of Obi-Wan, the original one, is yeah. like a guy. He's like, has some wisdom about him. And you can feel like Ewan McGregor would totally have that type of wisdom. He's just, he's younger. And so yeah, figuring, stuff out, figuring stuff out on his own. Yeah. Yeah, right now. I did like how we're getting a prequel feel to it versus the other ones have definitely had a original trilogy feel to it. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. Yeah. It's yeah. that versus the other music. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's kind of cool. Let's give the prequels, you know, now that we can go back and and add to them, let's go back and add stories during the prequel area that, you know, are good. I feel like they've been done. It's just they're animated, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. They, they're there out in the open. It's just they don't have much attention or... You're talking about Clone Wars yeah. only, right? I guess, yeah, specifically. Is Bad Batch, is that post or... Um, Order sixty six. I think so. It's post that. I believe so. So then it's it does. It's not prequel anymore to me. It's not prequel anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Once the after, once after Anakin the turns on the Jedi, to me that's like original trilogy era already. Even though it's technically in a prequel movie, to me the prequel is there's a Jedi Council. Okay. Just you're just saying before Episode three. Yeah. Okay. Before, I before the end of Episode three. Yeah. There. It's just I don't know. They're they're kind of ignoring them. It feels like a little bit the the animated things when they're bringing them to live action yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i'm not the super fan of those shows i can't say i've seen every episode but i know they're good i've seen some of them yeah rebels is probably the best one i think and um i didn't finish it i think clone wars 2 i've always wanted to watch that it's hard to find it's the animated like a clone movie wars special movie. yeah yeah it, it's supposed to be really good i think we saw it in the theater really i think so yeah okay i can't remember I, I, again i was super young when like the yeah. prequels came out mm. it's a shiny ship i'm I'm down for it. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, if we want to get into spoilers now, Obi-Wan Kenobi, it was more of just like, hey, this answers some questions from the original, like, from A New Hope. Like, barely any. Yeah. It's like one question. Well, the question that it answers for me is, how does Leia know about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's because they've met each other before. Yeah. And they've had this whole adventure together. Because, spoiler alert, the trailer made it seem like we're all going to do a Luke. It's going to be yeah, a lot Luke. not in the trailer at all. Uh, right, true. Yeah. It's a heavily a Princess Leia story in yeah. Obi-Wan. And by the end, he's explaining, like, yeah, I knew your parents kind of thing. Yeah. And so that Leia knows the whole time she's adopted, but, like, still, like, her only connection to her real family is Obi-Wan. Oh, true. Yeah. So there's a special connection there. Yeah. That can make sense. Um, The... I thought Princess Leia, the actress, did an okay job for playing like such a. She's a young actress, like a young character, ready. Yeah. She did an okay job. I, people online say she's annoying. She's a kid, right? Yeah, I do think she's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, well, she's a kid. Kids are gonna be annoying. 
You know who I like is um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru. Oh, yeah. Like, they're... He is right to be angry at Obi-Wan. He's like, you're putting my family in danger just being around here. And like, you know, you Jedi think you're all uppity. And then now look at you. They have like singular mindset of how things go, right? Yeah. They go out and recruit these Jedi. So that we're going to do the same thing with Luke, obviously. Yeah. That's what Obi-Wan's thinking when this regular moisture farmer is like, we can just live a quiet life and be happy. Yeah. And that, that scene where... Um, he's like, he is my son. I uh, felt that. I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, then there's scenes, there's things that I don't like. Oh, really? Yeah. I think none of it was uh, some. It wasn't super awesome. Like the trailer made it seem so epic, kind of. Yeah. I don't know if I reached my expectations there. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, the thing I thought from the trailer that was gonna be like, wow, this is gonna be the best part, ended up being to me the worst part. Hmm, what's that? Is the third sister character Riva? Reva. Oh, I liked her. No. Oh, <laughs> no, you did it. I I thought she was a a compelling character. I thought. No. <laughs> um. So this so is like, yeah, we're getting to spoilers now, but there's like a twist that happens. Yeah. Around the middle, that I it wasn't like a twist, but it was like unsatisfying. Because for me, it's like that was one of the possible things that she could be. I didn't consider it, but I, yeah. But I didn't want it, and that's what they did. Really? Yeah. Like her goal to re- is revealed that she's just trying to get to Obi Wan so she can get closer to Vader, so she could kill Vader because she hates Anakin because Anakin killed all the younglings and she was one of the survivors of that attack. Yeah, I like that idea. I don't think it was landed well afterwards. Yeah, I don't think it landed well. And I think it would have been better if they just kept her evil. If they just kept her like, yeah, I was a youngling and you Jedi were supposed to protect me and you didn't. And now I hate the Jedi. The Jedi took us as children from our royal families only to not protect us and have us slaughtered. That would have been way better to just keep her evil. You you think that's better i mean if i'm re if i'm reva if, <laughs> if i'm reva yeah. and i would i be more angry at darth vader because he's doing it yeah, I mean, I obviously both. i like the idea of her planning being so close to him but needs to be closer to kill him to get him to find the right moment because she's so calculated but there's so many things that to me is like uh that doesn't Ring You're true. really just after Obi-Wan to get to Vader, just get to Vader. He is right there, yeah. Yeah, and then things like that. And then and then by the time the reveal happens, like, I don't care about this character at all. Really? You're like, I don't snooze. I don't care about you. Uh, the reveal could have been earlier, and we could have hammered that in better. Like, her yeah. just doing a better job at it, I guess. And, like, how everyone hated her, all the other Inquisitors kind of hated her, too. Yeah. It just made me hate her. <laughs> no, we got we kind of have to fight for her. I get it. We're kind of making a character on that side we can kind of root for. And I was rooting for her. No, and then she's also still kind of evil all the way through. Like, she then went after Luke. Yeah. Like, oh God, you're a boring character. But she she was, you know, held back at the end. I, I'm, yeah. I'm picturing, like, what can go on afterwards with this character. And so I think that's enough for me to enjoy the character. I don't have to see it, but it's like, we have more gray Jedi out in the world. Not Jedi, but, you know, in between, whatever. She's yeah. more of the darker side, obviously. So, like, how are... Are there a lot of these, like, just in the mix, not light, not dark side? So what I would have did is, like, I would have kept her evil. Just, like, be a 
a Sith, right? Okay. Um, and then she finds out about Luke, right? So she's going to kill Luke. And Obi-Wan does, you know, how he goes to save Luke, right? He does save Luke and he ends up killing her. And But he's like very sorry for not being there for them, the younglings, during the initial attack. So like hmm. instead of him, you know, killing Vader, Obi-Wan killing Vader and being sorry, he kills her because he can't because obviously the story. He, he'll kill her. And still get that remorse that the character needs. Like, okay, you just want to keep her kind of evil though the whole kinda, time. Yeah, like I just think you don't like these flippity floppity characters. No, what it is? No, not really. Like the twist. Like I knew there was going to be a twist, and I knew that was an option. It's just like the worst option. Okay, I I didn't feel that way. I felt like it was fine. I thought um it just didn't align well after the reveal. Like if she's doing all of this work and plotting and everything, and then this is how successful she was at it yeah that's kind of disappointing that's what i thought that's what i had a gripe with specifically um is there anything else you didn't like about the show uh, let me see did you like the other uh like siblings whatever they're called the 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 fourth brother and the the yeah fifth sister seventh sister i don't know the, yeah i the, did like the them. grand inquisitor they looked way better no i don't like the grand inquisitor but the other one the other two look way better i think if like um <laughs> the asian alien yeah <laughs> We have Asians now. <laughs> the um, if Darth Vader and um, the Emperor are metal, yeah, those characters like goth. They're yeah, like they, you know what I mean. Yeah. They're, they're not all the way there. Um, so I exploring those characters was kind of interesting. I think there's a lot. There's more of them, right? So they're just force sensitive people that the Empire took to use as inquisitors yeah i think because force sensitive people can find force sensitive people i think so i i know like um they're they can't be considered sith i think because there's only two of them whatever like yeah. that's the rule of two right yeah but um the emperor views is viewing them as like pawns right yeah at the end of the day i think that's how he sees vader too but he's that's how he's right. like taking vader to the side he's like ah they're just they're just their pawns whatever yeah but um, I like the I, the idea of them and how they were. I, I, I saw a video explaining how they are like trained by Vader. Uh-huh. And at like a certain point, he, Vader's like cuts off some of their limbs. And then they, he gives them like robotic limbs now. So he's like, you, can, you have to realize your bodies are just instruments. And oh, the, yeah. the real strength is in your anger. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to see more of them, just because I knew that backstory. Like, yeah. Maybe they could have been more active. We didn't see the other two fight that much. Inquisitor, like, wh- he was kind of barely in the show. Yeah, and he was too... I don't know, I didn't, I didn't really watch him in the cartoons. Yeah. But in the show, he was very like, no, I, you'll learn. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, kind of um, Voldemort looking. Yeah, Ooh, I get the pin now. <laughs> <laughs> Like he wants the gold star, like he's yeah. just a pupil or something. Yeah, we could have had more of him. I don't like what they did with that character. Maybe maybe if they don't do what they did with Riva, but maybe have him more of an instrumental character in this story. Yeah. It could have been fun. But overall, I have to say like Ewan McGregor throughout the thing was like pushing it along because he's like in this crisis moment yeah. in his life, right? Because he mm-hmm. just lost. It's like he doesn't want to give up on the Jedi, but everyone else has. True. And like, he, you know, uh, the episode three just happened. So he's like super bummed out and he's lost and trying yeah. to figure it out. And he doesn't know if he can get it back. Like his, yeah. even his like powers. Like his plan is to teach Luke to be a Jedi, but he'll learn that he can't do that. True, yeah. What I don't like about the show is there's a lot of like situations that are like 
they're trying to make it this very intense confined um instance but mm. if you kind of step back it looks silly like there's things like oh they're trying to catch leia in the woods yeah and she's already in arm's reach and they can't catch her right <laughs> can't catch me boy it's so dumb and then scenes even scenes were like when vader first confronts obi-wan obi-wan's just like i'm just gonna run away and then he runs and then like they're <laughs> They get into these situations that they get out of easily that shouldn't be that easy. Like mm. he Obi Wan got like pulled into the fire in that scene, right? Yeah. And then um that one underground savior person just like was able to save him and not get caught. Like go around the fire, stormtroopers. There's a bunch of stormtroopers right there. Vader's there. They, you have guns. You have laser guns. <laughs> you have laser guns. Yeah. It's like they it's like, oh, they got away. It's like, no, dude, you just you should have wrote a setting better that they could get away. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A big convenience. There's a lot of it, like small settings. It's annoying when these like um, little plot points pop up that the yeah. show creators don't see. Yeah, it's like you're writing it too conveniently for the characters. There's, like there's a scene where like they're all hiding in like a bunker thing and the Empire's outside with Reba and they're trying to get in. And then they finally like open the doors and they're everyone's just shooting each other. But it seems like no one's... You're 10 feet apart and no one's getting hit and... It's a slow motion. It's like a standoff yeah. of like, this would last two seconds. One side would win. Like, you have laser guns. <laughs> <laughs> it was in slow motion, right? So that's why it lasted 10 minutes. But it was a dramatic scene. They were trying to make it like, no. But no. they're literally like in arm's reach of each other. Yeah, I, I agree. And they're like, Obi-Wan's able to like block lasers and still grab guys that have fallen and like pick them up and it's like everyone get to the back just right right a situation that's better <laughs> right yeah it feels like these faults though don't bring it down to boba fett level still it, it's some weird it's it's like a weird know. place i don't, I don't know because boba fett had the money for like these giant cg robots too oh yeah and a rancor right whereas this seemed almost like a very high-end fan film Oh, you thought like like visually it wasn't good like for, for the whole thing. There's like the the fight scene of the end, like when they're on like this like rocky mountain like yeah. planet. I like that. I like that that fight scene. I like it. That was the only like good episode, I think. Yeah, the last one. The last one, but it was dark. Remember the Game of Thrones episode? That was too dark. Yeah, it's a little like that. Well, they're just playing into the oh look at these lightsabers yeah. and the reflection and the mood it's bringing for the red and sure. But and in the movies, blue. it's done better. It is like. In Force Awakens, they're on a snow planet when they're doing that. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't have to be a boring desert rock planet. Yeah, I, I think they literally, like in Last Jedi, like they, they're just fighting on like flat surface. Do they always have to fight there? In Last Jedi? Like they're just on the salt planet, right? And it's just like the, oh, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. good and bad on both sides. Right. It's flat horizon. Yeah. Make it more interesting. Some exactly. Scenes, There's right? interesting other planets. Yeah. But they use the environment. I thought, well, like I thought what they did with it would like, the rocks guess, yeah. crashing it brought i thought it was really cool yeah that was the only good scene i think good uh episode because obi-wan just accepted that he can't save anakin anymore mm. and it was really good when he his mask is ripped in half and he's screaming obi-wan but it's like half anakin half vader digitized vader voice I gotta say yeah that was very good and all the closing scenes um with like obi-wan and leia obi-wan getting to finally meet luke and then obi-wan Going, Hello there. going into the desert and then finally seeing Qui-Gon who's been 
searching for since he's died really like mm. searching for someone to teach him again yeah that was pretty uh dramatic like i've just been waiting here yeah yeah but he wasn't ready so let me ask you this big question did hayden christensen have to be in the show yeah it did had to be him really yeah in, in the helmet when they cut the helmet it had to be him for that effect yeah but i mean all the other stuff no like he could have worked one episode he was barely there yeah i bet he only did one episode one scene do you think he was there just like one day you mean because there's two scenes of him there's well, a retro yeah. one right yeah there's probably others oh yeah and then there's scenes of him like putting on the helmet so you can still see him oh, scarred up okay yeah but the other times i think it's a stunt double i was just saying sure someone else acting yeah. it someone else has a voice changer it's not him right yeah um but yeah i like that he's in it you do yeah i i can't see myself cheering when we get uh Hayden christensen's coming back like like that crowd did like that movie was those movies were bad right <laughs> you loved them they, they were fun when you're five years old but overall you know i know the level that Disney could do with these movies after like Mandalorian after like Mandalorian Rogue One even even some of the newer trilogy sequel trilogies stuff is really good but Boba Fett and and Obi-Wan for me like didn't even have to be made if this is the story you're gonna tell yeah I, f- I feel the same way it did not have to be made but I found it enjoyable like I kind of was glad I watched it I guess when I have like a bunch of shows I could watch I'm glad this was one of them actually that's how I feel about it it also felt really short because they released two episodes in the first week oh yeah so really it's only like a five week event and uh i didn't need it it felt like it i think they're possibly doing a season two okay i will say like i would want a season two because this this was not enough for me to be good so like maybe season two will be better it's that thing of they're fitting this in a timeline in between two things that are already done. Yeah. It's like, how much can they juice this in the middle of these two endpoints? Like, we kind of ended where we started for this show. But now that he's kind of like leaving, you could go anywhere with it now, like off planet. Like, what if he goes and sees Yoda? Okay. That'd be kind of cool. And I, I don't know. I, I, there's so many things that you could do now still where he's not, you know, old Ben Kenobi yet, but doesn't have to be keeping an eye on Luke this whole time. He's going to have to be on the run, right? Yeah. Because obviously Vader's still after him. Um, yeah. I, I want to see some more interesting, fun characters. I thought that underground lady, I thought she was a pretty good uh, character. Mm-hmm. I can't say uh, she was a standout, but like, the other ones, Kamel Nanjiani, that was like kind of boring. Uh, Ice Cube Jr. I think he's a bad actor. Yeah. O'Shea, whatever. Jackson. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's not a great actor. I I think he stood out even, even in just this show. Like, I, I don't think think you should be casted in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you hated the show? No, 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 no. I'm glad I watched it. It's not a great show, but... All right. Yeah. yeah. Things uh, I liked about it. I have higher hopes for um, Andor. I think that might be better than Mandalorian. From the little clips we saw from Star Wars Celebration, I do think they're putting a lot of money into that. So uh, high hopes for that. Honestly, after trailers, they're like, this trailer looked pretty dope. So um, I'm honestly, because of that... Yeah. Uh, my expectations are lower now because the trailer for Obi-Wan looked really good. Okay. So that's how uh, I feel. Wah, wah. I didn't like it. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, uh, no, that's it. Obi-Wan, uh, watch it if you're a big fan already. I've yeah. just spoiled everything for you. Looking forward to Obi-2. That might be good. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app and hit follow. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right. Uh, do you have an outro for this? If you'd like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. All right. See you next week, guys. Bye.